0: Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shriyam filmi. My name is Yitzchak, at Shalom, and I'm Masachat Shabbat, at the very bottom of the Amud. about to take a look at this, the fifth Mishnah of the second parak. There, we're going to deal now with different facets of exemption for the violation of Kibui, of extinguishing a flame on Shabbat, which is one of the 39 Avot Malachot. Uh and that is if you put it out because you're afraid of non Jews who are going to attack because of thugs, because of a uh, bad spirits or a bad emotional situation, because of a sick person who needs to sleep and the light is interfering with him, then you are patur. We're not saying you're allowed to, but if you do it you are exempt. Uh because this is what's called a shei not sui gufa. You're not putting it out in order to gain the result of extinguishing, you just wish it weren't there at all. Now, however, if you're doing it to save the nair, to save the oil, to save the wick, then you're chayav. Rabbi Yossi says you're exempt in all cases except for the last one, which is when you put it out to save the wick, because what you're doing is also creating coals. And there you've created an affirmative thing. So we have a very small uh, piece to deal with this Mishnah, and then we're going to go into some lengthy Agadah. Since in the second half of the Mishnah, we said, So we can infer that this Mishnah is authored by Rabbi Yehuda, who maintains that, If you do Malacha, which you do not need uh, its result, meaning you wish that the whole piece was not there at all, uh, then you're chayav, and that's why you, you wish there was no candle burning. But as long as it's burning, you're putting it out to save the wick, or to save the oil. You're chayav. So, ratio may askinan, What is the case in the ratio where you're patur? If we have a sick person who's in danger, mutaribayla. It shouldn't say patur; it should say mutar. The iba cholah meaning v'chatchila you could put it out. The iba cholah shein mosakana if it's somebody who's not in danger, he's just somebody who's sick, then chayav chatan nivayle should be chayav. He shouldn't be patur for putting it out because he needs to sleep. The answer is they all b'cholah shein mosakana. It is a sick person who's really in danger. We didn't mutar. Really, the Mishnah should say mutar, not patur. By the way, the mitniseifa chayav chachanami reisha taranami reisha patur. Since in the seifa it says chayav, so parallel construction it says patur. But we have a bright uh, that Rabbi Yeshia says that if you're doing it for the sick person, uh, so he should sleep. And you shouldn't put it out, but if you did your patur, avalasur, that's talking about a chole who's not in danger. And it's Rabbi Shimon who says, Okay, so the question was asked in his presence. Can you put out a lamp, really, um, in the presence of a sick person on Shabbat? Right, that was the question. It's our Sugiat. He began with a Drasha. Shlomo, where is your wisdom? Where is your intelligence? Not enough that your words, that is, Kohelet and Mishlei, contradict the words of David and Tehillim. Not only that, but your words contradict each other. This is all going to eventually come around to answering the question about the Nair. David, the dead can't praise you. And you yourself and Kohelet said that you praise the dead over the living. And then you said, the and then you contradicted yourself by saying it's better to be a live dog than a dead ant, dead, dead lion. So, lo kasha, we're gonna reconcile them. Ha, de, kama, de, vidom, de, ha, de, ya, when David said the dead can't praise God. The kodem, person should involve himself in torah mitzvot before he dies. She kebran shemate, tell me, once you're dead, you can't do torah mitzvot gets no praise from you, The Once a person dies, he is exempt, as it were, from Torah Mitzvot. He can't do anything with them. All right, so that's the <coughs> Pasuket Shlomo says, I praise the living, the dead over the living. When B'nai Yisrael sinned in the Midbar, the Agel Moshe stood up and prayed, lots of prayers, and wasn't answered. God didn't forgive them. And he said, remember, I'm Yitzhak and Yaakov, and M'yad Nana, he was answered. So isn't Shlomo right to say, I praise the dead? Their 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 memory, their name, pulls more weight than the living. A minister, a human minister, makes a decree. Maybe they'll do it. Maybe they won't do it. If they do it, it's only while he's alive. And the minute he dies, they don't do it made all sorts of ordinances and laws. And around forever, even when he's dead. So you see, Shlomo was right to praise the dead, because in some cases the dead have more power than the living. We're not through with David says to Hashem. Give me a sign and all of my enemies should see it and be embarrassed. What does that mean? I wonder if the name of Kurish Barnashalam. Maholi Alotovon, forgive me for the sin of Bachaba. Amala Machulak it's forgiven. Amala Saymi Otbaya, give me a sign in my life that everybody will know you forgive gave me. Amal Bachanimodi, I'm not gonna let you know in your life. Bah Shlombinchanimodi I'll let I'll let it be known during Shlomo's life. What's Mikdash, the Vikoshurashim, very famous Agadah. That when Shlomo finally completed the Mikdash, he wanted to bring the Aron in. The gates locked against each other and refused to open. He said 24 Psalms and they didn't open. He said, Open up your gates. And, and, uh, and let the King of Glory come in. They wanted to swallow him up, because they thought he was saying about himself, that he's the King of Glory. They say, who do you think is the King of Glory? That's the, the gate singing back. God, who is powerful, not me. God, who is powerful, not me. He then said, and this, by the way, Midrash is explaining why that phrase and that question answer seems to show up twice. Me was a Malachabod. The answer, I right? And Valo Nana, he still wasn't answered. Because he said, God is coming in. you got to open up. Al David Answer me on behalf of David. Remember the kindness of my father, David. He was answered, he could go in. And all the enemies of David turned black like a black part of a pot. Everybody knew that Hashem had forgiven him for the sin of Acheva and Uriah, because it was his name and the invocation of his memory that opened the doors. So it wasn't Shlomo right to praise the dead? That at the end of the dedication of the Mikdash, that went through those 14 days, on the 8th day, the Hainu, the 15th of these days of celebration, Shlomo sent them home, and they were all celebrated, and they were happy for the kindness Hashem had done to David. They came home and they found their wives, but that they could have relations with them. That's the meaning of they went to their tents. Why? They had benefited from the presence of God. and their wives all became pregnant and they had boys. What kindness did Hashem do with David? That he forgave David for that sin. And he forgave Amisrael for the fact that didn't do Yom Kippur that year, because the celebration went through Yom Kippur. Good, so we have uh, several explanations about why Shlomo praised the dead. But Shlomo also said, and this is the contradiction, it's better to be a living dog than a dead at wine. What's that? And to Yilim, he says, Hashem, let me know how long my days are. What does that mean? Let me know when I'm going to die. We don't let somebody know when he's going to die. So at least how long my days will be. We don't let people know that either. So, when am I going to die? At least let me know that. You'll die on a Shabbat. So, let me die on Sunday. I don't want to die on Shabbat. The time is will have come for Shlomo to be king. You can't have an overlap of kings even like by a hair. You have to die on that Shabbat. So, let me die on Friday. So, let me die on Friday. I, uh, I with means. I'm more pleased, says Akurash Baruch, Hu, with one more day of your life than the best days of Shlomo. One day of you studying Torah is worth more than a thousand korbanot that Shlomo could bring. So I'm not going to take you one day early. So, call Yom Yati So what happened? David would sit and study all day, every Shabbat. Hahu the the day that he was destined to die, the Malacham tried to take him. He couldn't take him. because he never stopped learning. so he said to himself, "What should I do?" He had a garden in the back of his house. Atam Malacham bilani. went and made rustling sounds in the trees. Nafak David went out to see what it was. He was climbing up a ladder. Ifchidargi Rung fell out, uh, Ishtig, Menach Hafshe fell, and he was silently died. So that's how the Malachamavid got him by tricking him into stopping his, uh, his learning, um, uh, because he was, uh, because he was interested in what was going on outside. Shalach Shlomo Midrash. So Shlomo sent a message to the Beit Midrash because David Hamelech was lying there dead on Shabbat. Abba mate uutal is lying out in the sun. And the dogs are also hungry. Maya said, what do I do? You could cut up an and put it in front of the dogs. Put either a baby or some food on top of a father and you could carry him. Meaning, a mate, no matter how great a person he is, is mukhtsev. A dog, if he's alive, is still alive. So David, so that's why Shlomo said, better be a living dog who you can cut something up for and feed him on Shabbat than a living than a dead lion. The lion being his father. Okay. And now this whole thing came from he asked a question. So Tanachem finally answered the question based on this and on drashot. A candle is called a neir. A person's soul is called a Ner better to extinguish a human candle a regular flame to save a life which is a candle of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. now we're going to go back to the issue of Sefer Kohelet and see that getting Kohelet into Tanakh was not an easy issue as we see in the Mishnah and Tosafed Yadayim quoted Rav they wanted to ban Sefer Kohelet, and not include it in Tanakh, because the words contradicted each other as we saw it. Why didn't they ban it? Because it's beautifully enveloped at the beginning and the end. What's the value of anything you do under the sun? What's the comment on that? There's no value to what you do under the sun, what you do beyond the sun, in the study of Torah, that you have value. So the end of is Torah. The famous last pasuk, which is really the penultimate pasuk, but repeated afterwards, that after all is heard, here's what you have to do: fear God, keep His mitzvot. That's what all of mankind is about mai ki zekol hadam what does that mean this is all of mankind am rabbi alazar kolalam kulol nivra elbish feels the whole world is created for this man who fears god ama kana mashkoza gen kulol the whole world is valued as much as this guy shimana zayomer amo shimmanzomo mer lenivra kol kulol eltsavotza the whole world is created just to take orders from this fellow my so zeta. so what was the co- the contradiction in kohelet that made us think we should ban it uh until we found the divertar to be in the end cuz we have a different contradiction besides the one we saw about the dead and the living 12 kas it's better to be upset than to be laughing and uh and and i say that the laughing and it's it's a silliness B'ktiv shibachti ne'eta simcha. I I praise Simcha. So, so is happiness good or not good? So lo kasha tov kass mischok tov kass shekoys hakodesh baruch hu atzadikim olam azem mischok shes besachik kodesh baruchu Meaning God's anger at the tzadikim in this world, when they get afflicted, is far better than the smiling that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives the Rishayim in this world. And this takes us back to the beginning of Masachat Prachot with Moshe's question about Sadiq V'toblo, Sadiq V'Ralo, and Rasha V'toblo. <laughs> what I mean that Shok is silly? BaOlam uh, Sorry, Meholal, in this case, the way they're interpreting it is, it's praiseworthy. So Shok is praiseworthy, that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu Rejoices with the tzaddikim and olam haba praising simcha simcha shal mitzvah simcha mazo what's the point of simcha iso simcha mitzvah so different kind of smachot, different kind of circumstances and it teaches you something that we saw at the beginning in the 5th parak of brachot that the shechina only rests not when there's sadness, not when there's laziness, not when there's silliness, not when there's lightheadedness, not when there's just idle talk, but when there's And the example is from Elisha. Why can I get him again? Elisha needed inspiration. He had somebody play the harp for him, and then as he was playing, he got his inspiration. I'm up. Okay. So. Um, the idea is that, similarly, when you uh, go on, if you want to have a good dream, you go to sleep. You want to have some simcha before you go to sleep. And a dvar halacha should start off with something maybe humorous or light before you get into it. is that true? More if a student is before his teacher and he's not trembling so that there's like bitterness coming from his mouth he should be burned up <speaking in Hebrew> I'll more over, meaning bitterness <speaking in Hebrew> so the students who are sitting there studying should have this bitterness on their lips the answer is Al-Kasha. if it's the rabbi so he should be, have a little bit of laughter a little bit of joking as we see in a minute and the student, on the other hand, should always be in fear. Or they're both talking about the teacher. One is before he starts teaching, the other is once he gets into it. The Rav, when he would teach the students, he would start off with a joke. And they would laugh. Then they would all sit in awe and fear. And then he would start teaching. And then he would start teaching. By the way, they also wanted to ban Mishle. Why? Because Mishle also, Shayud, Varav, Sultrin, Zed, has internal contradictions. Why didn't they ban it? The answer is because we looked into Kohelet, we found an answer. So let's look into Mishle and we'll find a solution my said, What's the contradiction in Mishlei? Do not answer a fool when he asks something foolish. And the next pasuk it says, answer him. So when he's challenging with something about the Torah, answer him. When it's something about the world, you can ignore it. A guy came to Rabbi. He came and said a silly thing. Your wife is really my wife. Your kids are really my kids. So Rebbe said, you want to have a cup of wine? He drank it, and he died. All right, so you didn't answer him. He said something even weirder. came to Rebbe and said, your mother is my wife, and you're my son. Same thing, and he died. So Rebbe's tefillah helped to not make uh, my sons mamzerim or make his sons mamzerim. Why? The Rabbi Kavimatzu and Rabbi Uda and Amar he would add, "You are some fanachasham alkenu, Shatzleni ayomi azay panim panim. Save me from brazen people and brazenness." Right. So that means that um, he was saved from this guy, and he found a solution, and was able to get this guy killed, so nobody could claim that his kids were not his kids. But divrei mahi, What's that? Ki hadi azram gamliavukadorish shash teled b'chol yom. So, when the Xil challenges you with something foolish, don't respond to him. If you need to get rid of him, you can get rid of him. But when it comes to the Torah, you do have to respond. Here's the story. When Gamliel was darshaning, uh, the day will come when a woman will give birth every day. In the prophecy of, uh, and Yermiahullah Aleph, he says, the pregnant one and the one who's just given birth will come together. And Simple Pshat is the whole group. Piseaf, etc. But the way he's learning it is, she's pregnant and giving birth at the same time. told Some student laughed it and said, That's silly. The Pasukin says nothing new under the sun. And that, of course, is not the human condition. I'll show you exactly what it looks like in this world already. they showed him a Tarnagolat that gets pregnant and lays an egg the same day. So he asked him, Same day, exactly? Not clear." He said, "The day will come when trees are going to put out fruit every day." One of the beautiful nevuot of just like a tr- branches there every day, so fruits there every day. So perhaps the same student laughed and said, "What are you talking about? There's nothing new under the sun." I'll show you how it works in this world today. He showed him the caper bush that evidently puts out fruit every day. So he has to The third case, but the point is that when he was challenging him about Tivrei Torah, and this student clearly was acting in a foolish way, he answered him. He didn't ignore him. The Eretz Yisrael is going to itself put out cakes and fancy clothes right out of the ground. He's at Bar I'll show you a model in this world. He showed him mushrooms uh, that are an example of uh of um like uh, ready-made food that comes out of the ground. And lot there was this kind of moss that comes out of the ground that it looks to be like a soft material. Okay, we're going to pause here. We're going to pick it up at the bottom of Daflam, and I would bet in the next podcast with more very well-known Agadot. and you should have a wonderful day.